When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside the second best baby blues in all of San Francisco, maybe California, Mr. Tim Gettys. What, Tim Host? How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing Good. well. Good. Happy to be here with you. The energy's yeah. already. I'm, I'm feeling a little a vibe from you, and it's oh, it's gonna go. It's gonna go. I'm just <laughs> waiting until we can talk about toaster strudels, and I'm here 100 honest with you guys right now. Okay, because <laughs> we brought it up in the pre, and I just wanted I want I want to know everyone's opinions on it before I do it. Of course, it is Christmas in the tail end of August. Joey Noel joining us as well. Oh yeah, I guess it is August. I do you actually like toaster strudels or nobody likes person? toaster strudels? Nobody does. It's I, a I myth. think that's fair. I don't. On the ones and twos, the big dog Kevin Coelho. I like toaster strudels. They're just like a rich man's like breakfast food, right? Oh, we like have anything. Yeah, it's not. It's I not can't like imagine every day not liking them. Yeah, I mean they're delicious. Yeah, they're fancy. <laughs> I think like, they're too. Like they're too we start this over. This is one of those podcasts where I'm like, we should, no, we're gonna keep going with <laughs> roll this. Roll with it, baby. Let's, Let's gonna go. roll with it, ladies and gentlemen, and a special guest today joining us all for the first time on a piece of kind of funny content, Mr. Cooper Bebo. Thank you for joining us, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. I got no opinions on toasted goods. But you have but, a toast, uh, but see, as the I one, this a, is why uh, I'm going to call you a faker. He asked right you not to bring <laughs> it up. That's the one God. thing he asked. This is why I'm going to call you a faker, because out of all of us, not, you're the only person that has a toaster in his shop. <laughs> it's just for podcast appearances only. It's fake. I, I, I'd love for you to be like, you looked at this camera. Of course, you're, you're a film and video professional. I would love it if you looked at your shot and were like, I just need something over my right shoulder. Maybe I'm thinking a bottle of wine, a half-used bowl of, of paper towels, <laughs> yeah. and a white toaster. No, no, no. An off-white toaster. Done. They're also in, like, height uh, declining order as well. Of, of course which, they are. You know why? Because, yeah. I mean, you're a pretty tall guy, but that makes you look taller in the shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's up. giving you a nice, like, send-up of, like, oh, damn. Exactly. Just, like, ray of light somewhere around my head. Where is it? Right here? It's like I'm in the clouds right now. Yeah, so. it's perfect. It's very it's yeah, early, early to Angelic. mid to late J.J. Abrams. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is a kind of funny podcast where each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather around these microphones, each to just shoot the proverbial shit. Uh, a couple housekeeping things for you guys. Hey, guess what? Game of Thrones is back and we may or may not be all in. Go over and check out our screencast of that. We had about 45 minutes talking about the premiere of Game of Thrones. Uh, Cooper, are you in? Are, where are you at with Game of Thrones right now? Never seen us ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> Smart. There's dozens of us. Thank you very much. <laughs> what? <laughs> You've never seen but Game I of Thrones, love... Joey? No. No. No, I. I know. <laughs> I know. I, so here's the thing. I do feel very sad for Game of Thrones folks after having to deal with the last season. But there is a little teeny tiny part of me that's like, <laughs> like <laughs> now everybody can stop telling me to watch the show that's so great because everybody hates it because of the last season. So we should still I mean, watch it. It's fair. It's still really, really good. It's still definitely worth watching. Uh, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're also doing a couple other series that are super fun. We're doing She-Hulk and Rocky. Uh, right now, we're reviewing both of those as we go. The whole Rocky franchise in review. It's one of my favorite things ever. And last week's Rocky Four was so fun. The energy was dare I say, infectious to the point where I think if you put us all in a ring, we could have beat Russia and ended whatever the newest Cold War is going uh, with that we're heading Cold War right too. now. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producers, Fargo, Brady, David Huizenga, Nathan Lamoth, uh, Delaney Twining, 
Nat Vu and Gordon McGuire. You guys are awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much. If you want to be a Patreon producer, go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny and back us over on those tiers. You get all sorts of cool stuff. Like I read your name right for the first time in six months. Uh, and you get uh, access to our post show, which we're going to be doing with Cooper after this, talking exclusively about how much we hate Greg Miller. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Me Undies, but we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Tim Geddes. I know that we've already talked approximately a thousand times too much about Cooper's background right now, but it does <laughs> remind me of a, a amazing moment in, in history. I would just mm -hmm. say a couple of years ago, uh, Nvidia, the graphics card company revealed their new, the 3080 line and all that stuff. Yeah. And they had the CEO of Nvidia. It was like in the beginning of the, the pandemic area. Right. So he was, instead of being on a stage, like they normally do, he was standing in his kitchen with like a, a stove behind him. And like, it looked very similar to this, you know, <laughs> and throughout the event, it was me, friend and Kevin, I want to say that and Andy that were live reacting to it. We kept looking in the background and be like, is that what the graphics card is? Like, is that what's going on? And then he would pull things off the desk and be like, look, it's the graphics card. And we were like, Oh my God, he actually did the thing. But then we kept joking that I bet the big one is going to be in the stove. And motherfuckers, it was. He opened the stove and it blew our minds. Like, it was just like <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. So anyway, Cooper, your background reminds me of that great moment in history. God, that was that was just a time. Do you think they'll ever go back to that vibe, Tim, when, when they do stuff with NVIDIA now? This multi-billion dollar corporation. Maybe. You think they'll pull graphics cards out of ovens? Is that what you're asking specifically? That, that's what I'm asking. My, my, my question is, do you think they'll ever go back to that vibe of being like, you know what? It, it seems to work back in 2021 when that when the new 30s came out. Maybe we'll just we'll just keep this chill vibe. It's not worth answering this question, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the uh, I got the I got the boring version of Phil Spencer's background right now. <laughs> exactly the, oh is there a new wine reveal coming up <laughs> uh, uh cooper for people who don't know you just for context uh you were part of a project a while back called heel kick and that is how yeah. you came to us you and danny mack uh were basically the creators of that film you both starred in it uh you both wrote it you both marketed it across the entire country and your country and everyone else's country uh and it did pretty well for you um and you're working on something new now that we're going to talk about in a little bit um how have you been man pretty good uh i mean the true origin story actually i don't know if you guys even know this but uh way back before you guys were officially kind of funny dan and i flew greg miller up to vancouver for a charity tournament and oh. that's where he actually kind of met us and met like Mario filthy Mario. casual guys and all that kind of stuff mm. and uh that's where we planted the seeds of uh of all this fun stuff that was to to come and you made that magic happen. Tim, what were you going to yeah. say? Uh, it was oh. the Mario Kart tournament, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah I it, was, that was, it was like 2014. Yeah. When, yeah. Did you guys start in 20? Oh, yeah. 2015. We left January, in 2015. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. Man, that, I remember that from the other end. We got to stay home. He, I didn't get to go. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, was, it, yeah. it, was, it was so funny, though, because when we uh, reached out to him to fly him up, he responded like immediately. He was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come. He had no idea who we were. We didn't have like any website at all. And uh, when, Different we, time. When, we, <laughs> when we we gave him the address to his hotel, and it was literally like one, two, three, four, like highway lane. It was like the most made up sounding address of all time. And he just trusted us. And yeah, dude, there happy. was there was a beautiful moment uh, from like, I would say 2013 to like the beginning of 2016 where like if someone reached out to us and had an idea that made us laugh even a little bit we're like fuck it why not let's yeah. go like all the early conventions we went to was kind of funny like I, it blows my mind to think of some of the places we went to do the things we were asked Momo to do Con. there momocon comes to mind when we all went to atlanta and we just hung out me and nick met the coca-cola polar bear like that, that was, was a, a wild time moment. man i don't i don't usually get starstruck joey yeah, but the Coca-Cola polar bear that that one got me. I had to give that thing a hug. That was when I, mean, I was like, yeah, I think hugging is gonna be my thing. You met Santa? No, the Coca-Cola polar bear has met Santa. Yeah, like, that's a big deal. True, that is a huge deal. That is a huge deal for, for Santa. Santa. <laughs> um, so you guys, I mean, the last time I saw you, I think we were up in Vancouver, right? We were, we were we grabbed drinks, the Couve. The oh four, man, uh, when we were at the meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell a quick story about the last time I saw you. Actually, sure. It's one of those. I don't. Do you guys ever get like embarrassed so hard that like a year later in the shower you'll think about it and like get 
embarrassed all over again. It's not that, a big deal, but I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the biggest deal, but I think of this, it haunts me so many, like twice a year that it'll come back to haunt me. But uh, yeah, Nick, you came and hung out with us for, for a couple of drinks one night and I was tasked with walking you back to your hotel. I don't even know if you remember this, but I Vangly. took you on your hotel was probably like four minutes from the bar we were at. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, I know where it is. I'll just take you there. I ended up walking you like an hour and a half away from your hotel. <laughs> I remember that. Now, and you're yeah. like, I'm pretty sure it's that way. And I'm like, no, 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 I got this. And I walked you so far. You ended up having to get like A and W just to ration yourself up again. And yeah, it was Let's terrible. be perfectly I honest. I was going to get A and W no matter what. <laughs> Either way. Because <laughs> we don't have those here. Actually, I guess we do have those here. But I don't have one accessible to me. And so in that little downtown Vancouver area, there was always like one right across from the hotel we'd stay at. Oh, man. So freaking good. I miss Vancouver. Wait, um, A and W is not a – is that not an American? It, it is. It's not. It's just not very prevalent in. In uh, I don't think it's very prevalent in California. We have a couple yeah. up here that I know of. There's, I know there's one a couple in Marin. In Marin. Yeah. And I think there's one. I think there's one far up in like Napa. Up there by, used uh, to be. Kev, let me know if it's still there. Oh, there used to be one near the new studio, actually. Like, well, not too far from the no, new studio. Like, it's much further down, but that one is still there. I think that down in the mid peninsula. Yeah. Little interesting. Does Kevin sound like he's calling from uh, talking from a call center right now? Yeah, he's like a camera mic of some sort. Oh, it probably switched over the camera mic. All right, nobody, no one freak out. I'm not freaking out at all. It's this is just a normal. I kind of feel like you're freaking out. I'm not freaking out. I'm, I'm, I'm cool as ice right now. Do you think Kevin's talking to us from an AW like speaker? (laughs) I feel like Kevin's talking to us from his car sometimes, like every once in a while. I'll be on the Discord with Snowbike Mike, and he'll be like, and he just won't say anything. He'll go away for a second and come back on his phone, and he thinks he's being quiet, but it sounds like he's throwing his phone down a staircase and <laughs> chewing gum at the same time. That's kind of what it sounds like. I've never once thought I was being quiet. That's, I mean, that's, fair. that's not Kevin's mouth. I'm very plug. realistic with uh, the amount of noise I generate. That is true. It's yeah. true. That's not if Kevin were to do a resume of like strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. all of the strengths would be like that's what yes. Okay, you know, technical strengths, uh, internet, Discord, video, all this stuff. <laughs> weaknesses, sound, <laughs> just your volume. I, when sound. I was hired, when I was hired, I was like, hey, um, just a heads up, I had a firework explosion incident, and one of my ears isn't great, so I'm not good at audio. And you guys were like, great, just make sure to dial in the audio on the soundboard. And I was like, oof, like I'm, I'm getting oof. anxiety about this. It's I fine. feel like it it's- worked out rare that kevin says something that i don't have any context for well maybe it's not that rare what is this firework explosion thing i live in an area with uh like a, a lot of asian people so new like they take chinese new year's very seriously so they do uh-huh. the you know the like the, the, the little tiny oh, the red. Red. yeah, yeah. And like they they party hard so yeah. uh the day after chinese new year all the kids go out there with sparklers to find all of the like little little red explosion things that didn't go off because a bunch of yeah. them with the force they'll like fling out oh, and then you, like you together, yeah. Yeah, and you find a little wick and then you get it started. But like the wicks are always really small because they weren't meant to be loose like that. So once I had a thing with with the sparkler where I was like, I sneaked in there and I was like, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. And it like I didn't have enough time to walk away and it exploded and I had ringing in my ear for like two years um how old eventually are you? when Just it was uh, like like 34. 12 maybe 10 somewhere around there <laughs> okay um and then yeah my like one of my ears have, has have never really recovered joey it never recovered that's so i i feel like, like it's I rare it that i that there's like a core kevin thing like that that i am unaware oh yeah of. that was one of those that was one of those one beautiful moments where we were just like we just kevin was like i should not be the one you didn't say you shouldn't be the one but you were like fair warning i said not my strong suit yeah i was like and me and greg and tim and colin were like eh and then like six months in everyone had to sit me down and be like hey you have to be better about like listening to the audio because it's not great and i was like guys i like specifically told you i have a problem with this can you set it can you set it and um, we were like, ah. uh, <laughs> you'll learn in time. We just got oh, better equipment. 
That's it's true. We got better equipment and better headphones. You do a great audio is pretty on point. I'm excited for the audio. Well, I mean, the, that was when the soundboard was the guitar mic, that guitar amp. Remember? <laughs> the Yamaha with, amp with six. Yeah, with six dials. I have it over here somewhere. Yeah, the ones where, um, for whatever reason, when it gets like after about three or four years, the 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 rubbers, the oils, and the rubbers start to break down, and it just, everything mm-hmm. just gets sticky. So Gross. Yeah, so sticky. Anything, it just gets so fucking sticky. So sticky. Uh, it's speaking of sticky Wait. oh go ahead sorry no i don't know i just wanted to segue oh i was just i was gonna <laughs> talk like i'm a big fan of heel kick i just want to say that real quick oh, so, nice. oh, i'm a huge fan of heel kick i, huge, was I, I really lo- enjoyed that movie so much i think i own it on like a weird app that like it was like oh, available yeah, yeah, I think it was iTunes. Yeah, and I don't like I say iTunes, which is one of the biggest weird apps. You understand? iTunes for me is really weird for me yeah, to have something on iTunes. Kevin, now that Kevin, I know what... your hatred of Max, it's a huge honor to know. Oh my god, it, my hatred of Max is well Kevin known. Even, fun fact: Kevin won't even eat donuts anymore because Apple has that big donut uh, corporate headquarters, and Kevin's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not for me. <laughs> not until we <laughs> take it back. Um, Cooper, how has your life changed since the release of Heel Kick? Well, first off, tell everyone what Heel Kick was. If you're not familiar, if you have, if you're if you're a new fan of ours and you haven't, we haven't talked uh, about this enough. Please tell people what Heel Kick was and how it came about. Uh, so Heel Kick was a mockumentary that Danny Mac put together. Uh, just follows two backyard wrestlers who try to go pro, but they're idiots, so it doesn't really go that well for them. Um, I, we, we always write and, uh, act in all of our movies together. And so we were the, we were two of the three leads in that movie. Um, it was our second feature film that we did. And, uh, yeah, with the help of Greg, we were able to, to premiere it across the U S and Canada and just get a bunch of the, uh, the best friends out to all the screenings. So they really packed those out uh, the best they could. And, uh, we just had a good time. We did Q and A's after all the screenings. And uh, then when we did release finally on iTunes, we were uh, number one in North America, which is really cool. It's always a fun line to say that we beat out Star Wars and Thor Ragnarok. I always brag about that all the time. Hacks those movies. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, you guys really helped us out, get to put the word out for that movie. And uh, we always get comments. Even even to this day, people will find it and then send us a message saying they really thought it was funny. and, and, uh, And so we're pretty proud of that one. And, uh, and that movie kind of springboarded us into the one we just did called Bulletproof. Um, the director of, of that movie saw Heel Kick and he thought he would get, I don't know why, but us two to write an action movie. <laughs> right. But uh, all, all movies are always better with jokes in them, I find, especially action movies. So I think he saw the potential in, uh, in, in us just writing together a fun movie. Uh, because Bulletproof is just like a fun, silly popcorn flick. And I think he just wanted to have uh, make something that people could just have a good time with. So that's kind of uh, a nutshell version of, of things. And so you but you guys have been working on stuff between Heel Kick and that, right? Like you guys have been doing a lot of scripts and, and various yeah. other projects. You've been acting in a few things as well. Yeah, we're always auditioning throughout the weeks. Uh, we're always trying to put together our, our own uh, things. We've written a couple scripts. Um, hopefully... We've already we've learned from Heel Kick that the reason we couldn't really get that into the next, you know, tier like on streaming services is that we had no names in it uh, at mm-hmm. all. And so when James, the director of Bulletproof, came to us, he he had made a bunch of films himself for the last like ten years or so, and and we were always very blown blown away and impressed by his production value and and just the business side of things that he did. Especially, he was always packaging you know real actual actors you've heard of, even even on like or like lower tiers you've at least heard of them before it wasn't just him and his friends goofing around on cameras like we did and so uh we thought like combining those two worlds his production value his business sense and our storytelling we would we thought we could come together and make uh kind of probably our biggest picture together which it was so bulletproof is definitely our our, both of our biggest projects we've ever done uh and he brought on vinnie jones uh, as well as our name um and that's fucking uh, juggernaut yeah <laughs> the juggernaut yeah um and uh yeah i don't know I, i'm jumping around a lot here, but uh it's uh yeah i don't know no that's cool i, I, mean, I, I that. mean obviously i'm sure people have said this before and i'm sure you probably roll your eyes like yeah it's not that fucking it's not as easy as that scarpino get your shit together but it's shocking to me that like netflix or amazon or any of these services didn't didn't want to pick up
art because most mockumentaries suck and they suck so bad that you want to turn them off in the first second. But this one has legit laughs. It's got heart. It's very well done. And it's so Thank funny you. to me because like with this, the sheer dearth of, I'll say it, crap content that's been put out on streaming services like Netflix lately, I'm shocked that they wouldn't want, they wouldn't see this and be like, Why not our crap? On. Why not? Exactly, <laughs> right? I'm trying to get this podcast on. It's doing his best. Um, but like, did, did those, did, did you guys ever get to that point with them where you were like, here he is and they're like, well, we're, you know, we're just not going to, we're not going to go forward with you or did, was, is it even yeah. harder than that? We had talks with Netflix. They just didn't seem the the two main things were uh, they usually only like to work with filmmakers who have uh, distribution behind them because what they like to do is they take like two or three of your projects at a time rather than just taking one random movie. Um, and the fact that we had no name, they those two things seemed to work against us. That's um, so weird, whereas, I yeah, think it's also it, a different it, time then too compared to like the way that stuff's being put out now. Like I don't. We're, I don't know that they were making as much original or not even necessarily original content, but like smaller stuff. Yeah, this might have been like prior to library. They, yeah. When the they started importing thing... everything from every other country and just being like, please, God, stay on our platform, watch something. <laughs> the uh, the strangest thing about it was that we had just wrapped it up and we're pushing it out just as Glow came out. And we thought that would be such a perfect companion oh, piece. Like so when oh Glow God, ends, like been. check out Heel Kick. And like, I don't know, it seemed like a no brainer to us. I think a lot of people especially familiar with uh, like uh, FUBAR or Trailer Park Boys, any of that kind of stuff. I mm -hmm. think people would have uh, ate it up, but yeah. Uh, little did, little keep... did you know that everyone that loved Glow was about to get the fun surprise they were just going to randomly cancel Glow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Such like, bullshit. I don't Still heartbroken about Dude, it. Dude, especially how I was like, wow, this show's going in a totally different direction. They're in Vegas. They're doing this thing. It's like, I'm literally looking forward to the next season. And they were like, oh, guess what, Scarpino? We hate everything you love except for Stranger Things. <laughs> I'm still hopeful so we'll get a movie one day. A glow movie? I think we might get like a glow movie just to tie it all together. But I would love I that. Know. I would like another season of Glow. I don't understand why they would do that. I know Netflix is hurting right now, or at least trying to trying to reconfigure some stuff on their side. But Netflix, if you're watching, A, buy, buy Heel Kick. Mm -hmm. B, give me my 10% commission for talking you to buying Heel Kick. And C, give us another season of Glow. That, those are my demands. Why not combine them somehow? Let's like get heel kick to be in like the cinematic universe of glow. Like I feel like that <laughs> wouldn't make sense, but like fuck it, you know. Think you can many make it work. decades later, time yeah. travel. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. technically, every single thing that's made about wrestling builds into the the mythos of wrestling, right? So, <laughs> if, I've never uh, watched the wrestling thing before. <laughs> I don't understand how that works. If people um, do want to watch Heel Kick, it's, we actually put it up for free on YouTube. So just search Heel Kick. Sick. It's on YouTube for free now, so you can go check oh, cool. it out. And, I was uh, trying to give yeah. you guys some money, but it's okay. Everyone, Venmo Cooper, <laughs> $5 if you watch that for free <laughs> on yes. YouTube. And Venmo me, my 50 cents for my 10% commission on that. Um, so how then, so you guys just randomly, I mean, so they, they reached out to you guys and they were like, Hey, we want you to write this movie. And, and how closely were you working on it? Did you just do like a draft of it or were you there kind of the whole time? Yeah. So we were at the, the very inception of it. The, he originally wanted to do a, uh, more of like a mystery thriller kind of thing. He had done about 10 years of horror films and he was sick of doing that. And he wanted to do a completely different genre. And we actually wrote an entire, uh, outline for this movie for him this this murder one and then he took that back to his his studio and they were saying you know what this is only like this is a little bit mystery and a little bit action it's a little bit of a couple different things if we're going to have action they want to commit to it 100 percent. and so they asked him to take it back to us and completely redo it from the ground up as like a straight up like 100 percent action movie and so we had to start over completely from scratch after working on that for like three months um, and then he was like, all it needs to have is basically make it one long car chase. And he gave mm -hmm. us a list of things Sick. like it has <laughs> to have an explosion. It's got to have three fist fights. It's got to have this. So he just had like a laundry list of action scenes. Basically, he he's like, I need these for the trailer. You need to just yeah, yeah, honestly, sure these yeah. right here. <laughs> That's funny. This guy's awesome. And <laughs> he's smart. <laughs> No, like he's, Tim he's great to work mind. with. His name was Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. He, uh, but no, he was awesome. He he just kind of sent us leaps on that, and uh, Dan and I wrote uh, for for a long time on on uh, on that one. Um, the tricky part was that we didn't know who which name we were going to have in the movie, but he had like a group of names that he thought he felt comfortable pursuing within the the, the budget that we had, and he. Uh, 
would often like have us tailor the script completely towards certain actors. So that part was really challenging. We would almost have to rewrite entire characters or plot line just to like tailor to someone else's flavor. Of, Wait, can of, you of... can you give us a, a, a for instance, or would you rather not say? Um, I don't want to put you in a yeah, weird spot, but I mean, I'm, no. I'm looking at Vinnie Jones. He's a very bald, intimidating person. I'm guessing there's a couple other names that pop into mind, maybe like a, a Liam Neeson or a Bruce Willis or something like that. He, he had like a, there was, and it wasn't always for part two, but the other names for other. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we lost you. Um, muted. There we go. And, am I muted? So, no, so that one more time. Sorry, we just lost you. You cut out for a sec. Uh, there were there were other other names, not even just for his character, but we had Ving Rhames and uh, Van Damme going oh around for those for the movie as God well. Damn it! If you if you work if you end up writing a movie for Jean Claude Van Damme and you get to hang out on with Han set, I'm coming. Or Ving Rhames? Are you kidding me? Ving Rhames, yeah, Ving Rhames is a badass too. Ving Rhames always loves seeing him pop up and stuff, and I I look forward to his return in the Mission Impossible franchise because that is the best franchise ever made, and he's. An awesome <laughs> I just, I, I just want on the odd chance that Ving is watching this, you're the shit and you know it. Oh, he's watching. And Pulp Fiction scared the shit out of me <laughs> because of you. Um, that's so cool though. So, and, were you, and you guys were with the project the entire time. Were you actually there when they were shooting it? Did you stay with it the whole time? Yeah. So another part of, the, of this whole thing is that um, we didn't know we were going to get picked up by Lionsgate at this time. This was more of a smaller project. And uh, so Dan and I wrote acting roles in the movie for ourselves yes, just yeah you did just, uh, you know, why not and You're like who are these two lead characters named Cooper yeah. and Danny? you're like i mean we got the guys we got the why guys. are they always kissing van damme that's so <laughs> uh, why is this movie just an hour and a half of john claude van damme references uh so yeah so we 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 uh we wrote those parts and then once we found out that lionsgate actually picked up the movie we were like oh we're never gonna get to keep our parts but somehow they let us keep everything so we're we're in the movie so we were we're on set we Hell did yeah. our parts and, oh i didn't know that and, what do you guys yeah, play yeah. in the movie so danny mac plays uh vinnie jones's like main side like henchman guy so he's in the movie like the whole time oh this is uh, awesome. he plays his name's skinny he's like a very like psychotic cold uh killer type guy okay. and then i play a crackhead uh in the movie as well who uh congratulations man <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we made it <laughs> yeah that's so now, cool. it, it, it was cool because we were like, I had to like decide like, should I try to write a part that is like throughout the movie, but not a big part? Or should I give myself a nice meaty, like focused scene, but I'm only in it for a bit. So I opted for that. And uh, I'm really, I'm pretty happy with it. It, it turned out uh, really cool. People always uh, have been giving me some good feedback on it and everything. And, and yeah, it's, it's awesome seeing yourself, Wait, obviously, I'm, in a movie. So. Looking through the trailer right now. Are either of you guys in the trailer right now? Uh, Danny Mac is. He looks quite different. Is he's, he in the blonde? He got he's his like hair. Blonde, yeah, right? shut Beach up. Blonde. He's in every yeah. shot. That's why I didn't notice yeah. him. I swear to God, I, I swear to God, I did some research beforehand. I, I did watch this trailer beforehand. But Danny's so distinctively different. Like, oh my God, that is. And he's got a face tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Oh my God, so that's, that's Danny. He's got a cool shot in the trailer somewhere where he's firing a gun near the end. Uh, it looks pretty cool. I fucking love Danny yeah. so much because he just shows up randomly. Like the amount of times I've been watching like The Bachelor on ABC and there's like a <laughs> random ass commercial for something I, I've never heard of. And I'm like, that's fucking Danny Mac in an elevator. Like, <laughs> and like, it's just, it's so wild. This is going to be an odd reference, but I, because <laughs> I feel like the old guy who sells brakes and Tommy boy, whenever Danny pops on things, I'll be like, huh, it's my friend Danny. He sells me brakes. Then I just yeah. change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to oh, be in this... the new, uh, he's going to be in the new, uh, green show he's got a big he's like all in almost every episode i'm show, very so excited cool. about that yeah. the grease show is that what you said right yeah yes. grease the rise of the pink ladies that's oh. yes that's so cool joining we talked about that a, a while back on one of the podcasts i'm very very excited about that does he get to keep the face tattoo or was that something that was just a, <laughs> a makeup you'll have that's, to watch i'll have to watch uh man that's so cool well congratulations man i'm super excited it went, and this movie's out already right it came out yeah it came out in select theaters on the 19th it's gonna have i think just like a week or so run in theaters you can get it on apple and amazon prime and then it'll head to streaming services and blu-ray in in about a month or so i think sick so dude yeah it'd be so cool man congratulations that's, you that's made it to streaming man 
That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, finally did it. Yeah. Uh, we should just we should just like sneak kill kick at the end of the movie. Yeah. It just like keeps playing. Yeah. yeah it's just gonna like this and now a special sneak preview of the real <laughs> the whole fucking movie. Like people are like, why is the extended cut of this film four hours long? <laughs> Why did um, the credits start halfway through this movie? Do you so does this get you guys in a little bit with Lionsgate? Like, do you feel like that's a because he's got because Lionsgate cranks out movies, man? That could be like tons of work for you guys. Yeah, there's some funny stories about them about the director taking the movie down. To them, I don't, I don't even know to talk about it, but um, I can't do no know I can, <laughs> I can, uh, I can say they've already uh, they've greenlit a sequel to the movie um i already i've already finished writing the sequel as well so we're already wow uh, does danny know uh oh yeah he's he's, he's <laughs> I'm, just I'm, just I'm just teasing i mean we got let's be honest we gotta, we, cut the, we gotta cut the dead weight here i can cut i can tim and i can uh dye our, i mean i can dye my hair more blonde and tim can dye his hair less blonde we can be the, we can be the henchman <laughs> on the next one oh, that's a good it. one nick thank you thank you oh that's awesome We're, so yeah so how does that so is that like a short thing or they're just like hey let's get this going now and just the, see i mean i guess never say never but yeah the the sequel is happening 100 uh, for sure from what i can tell um the cool thing though too is that you know dan and i we have our own uh goals that we want to do with movies we want to make as well and so we weren't expecting the sequel news and, and we were talking to James and we were like the director and we, we were like, Hey, you know, I don't know if we can go right into doing a sequel right now. Cause we kind of want to write our own stuff. And so we worked out a really great deal where I, I wrote the sequel to bulletproof myself and Dan and I worked together on a story for a movie that stars us that they're going to be packaging with this one. So now we get two movies together that's and, awesome. Uh, everyone's happy. So there's going to be two movies in this deal for us, and and one of them we're going to be the stars of. So that's uh, amazing. Yeah. Are you Dude, the character really? from Bulletproof in this movie? Is it the Hobbs and Shaw? Oh man, what a, we missed the cap the cap line. I'm telling you right now, everything's listen. If I know anything about 2019, it is that cinematic universes are all the vote right now. They're all in vote. Uh, do you do you do you? Are you a little regretting the fact that you didn't, you didn't write yourself a recurring character in this now burgeoning franchise that is bulletproof? <laughs> you, could be like a, you could be the crackhead yeah, in like 800 uh, movies. Yeah, we both thought that's kind of, I didn't want to give any spoilers out, but that's sort of why I'm less excited to do the sequel because we're like, well, spoiler alert, we both die in the first movie, obviously. So we're <laughs> not as excited to write. <laughs> we were like, we don't, we're not super excited to write the sequel because we want to be in it. So we were like, if you if you could let us write one where we're you know the leads of it, and we just begged him, and he's like, yeah, okay, we can do that. That's yeah, cool. So. That's really cool. So dope. Oh man, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what the what both. I mean, I'm excited to watch Bulletproof first off. We'll see Bulletproof two, and then we'll see whatever the new. Pro do you have a title for the new one? Can you share any details on that, or are you not saying what that movie is going to be yet? Bulletproof. Uh, I can't yet, but uh, the name. Yeah, uh -oh. the second one are are so. Uh, amazing and and really cool. Uh, so as soon as I as soon as I'm allowed to talk about it, I'll know and uh, and and yeah, it's it's pretty exciting to to see where we're springboarding from this first one. Very cool. Well, we will have you back on when the next one comes out and the next one after that because it's really really fun to live vicariously through you. You guys are very talented and it's cool. Nick, um, one day you can have a toaster in the back. You work yes, Nick. Yes. <laughs> Don't let your dreams be dreams. I just want, honestly, one day all I want is like one line of one of your movies. I just want to be a. <laughs> no, I don't even need like, like give me that that short guy or whatever. But I just, like, here, let me audition. For that you short right guy. Now. Listen, the the car. Here's the scene. Tim, close your eyes. Joey, keep your eyes open. Car chase. Cars are going by fast. I'm walking out of the Starbucks with my anti iced coffee, and a car almost hits me, and I go, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> what? What? The... And you were in, yeah. right? You were like, watch How did you get my? <laughs> man, I got them all day long. I got all these ideas, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get to the rest of my ideas, let's take a break to tell you about our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I love Me Undies. It is very rare, if ever, that you'll see me not wearing Me Undies head to toe. I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. I'm wearing the Me Undies lounge shorts. I'm wearing the Me Undies socks. I'm wearing the Me Undies undies. Of course I am. Everyone knows Me Undies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes. But did you know that they make other stuff too? They have daily tees, shorts, rompers. 
that add a little silky softness to your everyday. They even make hoodies for your dog. You know that Toretto and Moose be rocking those as well. MeUndies is your destination for all things soft and sustainable. For any first-time purchasers, you get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. You're not going to regret it. You're going to love MeUndies just like I do. MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. All right, we're back. I got a softball question for you guys right now. Soft to say. over from the patrons over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Remember, if you back us over there, you can write questions in and we will answer those questions uh, to the best of our ability. Mr. Hawks or hoax, depending on how you want to say it. I think it's Hawks 182 says, question for Nick, since he's older than everyone else on this episode combined. How in the fuck did anyone in your generation believe that the voices of Millie Vanilli were actually coming out of Millie and or Vanilli? What was going on back then that you needed to believe in that in something that outlandish? Uh, Nick, real quick, you you're I'm getting your your call is kind of like clipping in and out. Is anyone else hearing that, or is it just on my end? No, it's Sounds just on my me. End? Yeah, that's not great. That's not great. Okay. Oh, uh, it's buffering bad. Everyone says, "How is it now, guys?" Live chat. How's it looking? Uh, now it's really good. Yes, no. Fantastic. I mean, I, I was able to hear everything. I, I like, yeah. Sorry. Cool. To answer your question, Mr. Hawk. Does it, first off, does anyone, Cooper? You're. I don't know how old you are. You seem pretty young. Does anyone remember Millie Vanilli other than me? Mm, mm. I know I was, about them anecdotally. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that like those sounds before, but I don't even know what <laughs> in that, that order. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know Millie Vanilli for two reasons, Nick. One, uh, the hit show I love the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, um, yes. which is what taught me pretty much everything about your life, Nick. Uh, and then two, it was when Ashley Simpson pulled a Millie Vanilli on Saturday Night Live <sighs> yes. in the early two thousands, and everyone said she pulled a Millie Vanilli, and that's when I reverted back to the Cooper thing of like. I guess I've heard those words before, but I, I don't, I couldn't name a Millie Vanilli song. And like, I've never myself looked into them singing to know whether or not they're lip syncing. I just trusted it. I just assumed that people were telling me the truth that they were in fact frauds. They, they were in fact frauds. Joey, what, what is your context for the Millie Vanilli? I, I think it's that thing where I like anecdotally know that they pretended to sing things that they weren't actually singing, but that's like, I don't, I don't know how they got exposed. I don't know any details beyond that. Yes. So I don't know how they got exposed. I can't remember that. And we can look that up. But Millie Vanilli was a very famous group of two gentlemen who used to dance. They wore a lot of uh, uh, spandex bike shorts. It was like back when in the 80s when bike shorts were pretty big, early 90s, late 80s. And they sang a song famously called Blame It on the Rain, uh, which everyone, which I loved. I loved Millie Vanilli back in the day. And for whatever reason, they just, the producers of them decided we love these guys' look and we like how they dance. But they can't sing. So we'll just dub over the vocals of them singing in these songs with other artists and we'll just pass them off. And they just thought at no point were they ever going to get found out. And, of course, this is before the internet, before Twitter, before anything. And dumb kids like me were like, yeah, I buy that 100%. It doesn't help that a lot of people used to lip sync a lot back then for, like, live performances and stuff. And I don't know if they I – I don't think they do that so much anymore. Maybe they do. But, like, when they would go on TV or when they would do, like – live performances at like a, a football game or whatever you would just lip it was kind of common you'd be like oh they're lip syncing but that's that's just because they they don't want to sing or they want it to sound good or whatever it didn't occur to any of us that it was not the two people we everyone just thought oh there's they went to a studio they recorded the vocals but because it wasn't it, it also was pretty it was pretty common for bands that were live that weren't live bands to be kind of shitty sounding so that they would just they would just lip sync their stuff uh, but yeah, it turned out they were just complete frauds. And then they tried to make a comeback and sing their own things. And everyone's like, you know, you guys cannot do this. It was a weird, it was a weird time. They came back as Rob and Fab, which is like, yo, good for you guys. You go from Milli Vanilli to Rob and Fab. Like, I think those are both powerful duo names. First off, I mean, it was heartbreaking, though. I'll be honest with you guys, because Millie Vanilli had Look at they. I was a fucking fan, okay. And they, I was like, they could go the distance for sure. These guys are going to be around forever. And it was just the first time I left. I was like, man, the mainstream media, just the music Yo, industry, has lied to me. This goes deeper than I knew it did. So they became one of the most popular pop acts in the late '80s and early '90s, with millions of records sold. However, their success turned to infamy when it was discovered that Morvan and Pilatus did not sing any 
of the vocals on their music releases. They ended up returning their Grammy award for best new artist. Yeah. They didn't That's... do it. They didn't sing it. Yeah, but why? I didn't realize they won a Grammy it. for it. It's weird, though, because in my brain, I'm like, why don't you just get the guys that sang to just be Millie Vanilli now? Like, it's got to be two other people, but maybe they just weren't as marketable. I mean, if you look up, Kevin, look up a picture of Millie Vanilli right now. They are very distinctive looking gentlemen who uh, who had a they had a look to them. We'll just put it that way. That was very much like marketable, I would say. At least Dude, it was. You're right. They should have just brought the other two guys back, started a whole boy band. Just like ha- just have Millie and Vanilli and, and Rob, Rob and Fab, Fab or yeah, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and then have two of them sing and two of them dance. Oh, man. Works. It was a weird time. It was a weird time. Unlike Ashley Simpson. The Ashley Simpson thing was weird because she was just singing her own track, though, wasn't she? Wasn't yeah. that her? She can sing. That, she just the chose problem not to sing. Her was, it, well, yeah, the, well, because it was Saturday Night Live. Dancing, so people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Her, her choose your words wisely weird. here. Why? Because like people get nervous to do live things like that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I just didn't want you talking shit on my girl Ashley Simpson. No, yeah, I mean, so this me, is a ten out of ten album still to this day. So can you click on um the top left hand picture here where they're in the red and the, and the, and the blue suits? <laughs> this is that what Millie Vanilli looked like. They had massive shoulder pads and they were just <laughs> shit. They were so cool. No massive. And they were. God, look at how big. Pads. I mean, come on. Look at those shoulder pads, bro. They were dominant. When they got on screen, they were like, I'm just being dominated by these two guys' shoulder pads right now. And I do not mind it you at t- all. Look at this. A lot of stuff. You telling me right there that wasn't them actually singing at that moment. So, I mean, wow. they're they're moving their mouths, but and who knows if they are singing. Only the audio guy knows for sure if they were actually making audible noises through those microphones. I love it. It's it was a thing, ladies and gentlemen. It was a thing. And unfortunately, Ashley Simpson never bounced back from it. Uh, next question. What was the original question for that anyway? I'm how, upset about it. <laughs> was how stupid could you possibly be to think that Millie Vanilli was not fake? And I, we were very stupid <laughs> back then. But I also wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you don't know. You don't know if Drake's really rapping. You don't know. You never know. It was also upsetting because we never got more of the Ashley Simpson show on MTV, which was also an exciting part of pop culture in the 2000s and i'm gonna ask a question that i think is just hot on everyone's lips right now what happened to the surreal life and why is it not made a comeback yet i mean i feel like i watched it it kind of just like ran its course like i feel like it just kept going and going like how many seasons of that are there there must have been millions like (laughs) (laughs) apparently there were only six yeah yeah Yeah, it kind of came and went i easily would have guessed 12. (laughs) that's Um, really it was really good right like i i liked it oh i loved it yeah all right good all right remember when like weird combinations of people and it was like hey man this really weirdly worked Wait, am I thinking about the right show? I'm thinking about the Nicole Richie. Simple no, that's simple that's life. Simple, simple that's life, not surreal life. So I meant to say the simple life. What was the surreal life? The surreal it, life was a bunch of celebrities, unlikely celebrities, putting one house together. Was that the one with Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nelson? Yes. Uh, Where they and, fell in love. It's, yeah. They got a spinoff from it. Yeah. Eventually. Uh, Troyer. Like, yeah. Troyer was on there, and he was just Dave every Play. episode. He would get so wasted. It went, it would get to the point where it was sad. It was like someone needs to pull the very large bottle of vodka out of Vern Troyer's hands. Out of Vern Troyer's hands. Yeah, Vern's going to die. Oh, and the no, guy I'm from sorry. the Brady Bunch, too, He right? did die. Yes. He got like a Brady. bunch of... Oh, and he fell in love with... Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right? Oh, all right, people in Troy. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't think I knew that either. Oh, that's he, And then he, he... The Christopher Knight started dating Adrian Curry from... Yes. The last model, model standing or something, whatever the name of that show yeah, is. Yeah, she's the cosplayer. She was, I, we, used to, we used to see her at Comic Con every once in a while. She would just be incredible really? cosplays. Yeah, she loves yeah. cosplay. It's crazy. The Simple Life. That's the one I'm thinking. What happened mm-hmm. to that, Tim? It, I mean, it also ran its course and they, they started hating each other. There was mega, mega beef. Yeah. And then, was yeah. there beef? Yeah. Yeah. But now, did they ever recover? They, as far as I know, they haven't recovered. I mean, they, they might ha- be like so cordial, Nicole Richie like, was at Paris's wedding. And they had like a moment, and people were excited to see that. So I think they're better-ish. You could see that whole wedding about? on Peacock. <laughs> Can you really? Yeah, she has her own show. Paris is like I forget what it's called. Being Paris, one night in Paris, one of the two. No, um, yeah. not one night. In Paris. But uh, <laughs> I don't think she would name the show that. I don't think that's on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there, she does have a reality show. 
on uh, Peacock that like was chronicling her the making of her wedding. I guess. Wait, is that the one where the where that uh, really annoying guy with the glasses talks about wrestling? <laughs> yeah, got it, got it, Greg. Really, go. this Come is on, awesome guys. on Dunking Peacock. On Greg. Yes. Let's go, yes. everyone, catch up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everyone, watch this is awesome on Peacock. It's actually an awesome show. I haven't seen it. <clears throat> All right, next question. It's comes. actually really good. It's really good. As someone who <laughs> doesn't know anything about wrestling, it is does feel like a. I love the '90s or I love the '80s where it's just like the highlight reel of things. I think it's very interesting. I didn't know people got married in wrestling. That was a fun oh, yeah. discovery for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I started watching uh, uh, what is that other show on Hulu? Dark Side of the Mat. Ooh, oh, good show, real good is. show. For that guy, actually, I'm like, wow, wrestling is. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in wrestling. Uh, another question for Patreon, if we got time for it, which I think we do. This one comes from PDX V Man. Says, I'm going to be asking a coworker out this week. Feelings seem mutual, but obviously if they say no, that's the end of it. But I'm 25 and I've never been on a date before. What's a good food type place I should go to? I'm probably overthinking it, but just worried about food getting me bloated slash gassy or just looking messy while eating. Uh, I'm sure this is a love and sex stuff, but wanted uh, this panel's opinion on essentially a good first date food. There's a lot to unpack. There. There's a lot to I unpack. Love, <laughs> yeah. I love the, the coworker part. I love that that was that was awesome. I like that. Wait, say that again. You you broke up for me for one second on that. It was just funny how it started off being about like the coworker part, but that was brushed aside by what what should we eat actually? That's yeah. 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 So there's a, there's a hard pass on any feedback we have on the coworker part. That that part is like this is set in stone. Even though yeah. that's the part that I really want to talk about the most. I mean, I will, I, I will say that, you know, I've had a very uh, growing, changing feelings on the whole coworker dating thing in, in my entire life. But like, yeah. where I'm at in 2022, I, I stand by like, I, do, I just don't think it's even worth don't it. Do I, it. You shouldn't yeah. do it. I, I honestly think that it's like, hey, man, like the second part of the conversation, we could have fun talking about it. But like, I, I don't think it's worth it. It's not. We're not in a the, the shoot your shot era like that. Mm-mm. Probably shouldn't have never been a thing, but it definitely shouldn't now. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. with Tim. I just think it's not. It's just a. It's just a bad idea. I've never been a huge fan of. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of of dating coworkers. Period. Because I think that's just. There's just a lot of too many too many conflicting interests there. Too many um, too many putting yourself putting each other in awkward and potentially just bad uh, places. But you know, at the same time, this is your livelihood, and uh, this is someone else's livelihood too. So you have to respect that. Um, but I will say, as far as the food question, and Joey, please feel free to chime in as well as Coop. As far as the food question is concerned, I don't know what a good place would be, but I can tell you what a bad place would be. Don't take her out for chicken wings. Don't take them out for ribs. Nothing that, that, that you have to eat with your hands that you're going to like, is there something in my teeth the entire thing? And then one of you is doing the thing where you're like this, and they're like, wait, do I have something in my nose? What's going on? You don't know. Yeah. Um, to go back to the coworker thing, I think <laughs> I want to co- I'm going to cover all of my bases in one cover day. Cover the whole thing. I don't uh, care. I think there are scenarios in which you could date your coworker. I think they're very specific. Like you would have to work at like, for me personally, I would have to work at a giant, massive, like Google size company. And this person would have to be on a team that I do not interact with in any way sure. to like consider it. Or I feel like, I feel like we're also potentially thinking like too specifically about this. I also feel like, like when I worked in food service and stuff like that, everybody dated all the time so that also is doesn't seem as weird there's messiness potentially that too oh, but there was, I, mean, I was gonna say it's so <laughs> it's funny because when i worked in food services it was the exact same experience and more often than not it always resulted in something bad oh, happening yeah always but, resulted in someone screaming about in either behind in the kitchen or on the floor uh <laughs> somebody wanting the person to get fired people getting yeah. fired everyone getting fired because we're like you can't be doing it it was just bad. It was a bad situation. But at that point, but everybody at least is doing it, so it doesn't feel as weird. I well, know. I mean, it. I get. I mean, I. I hear what you're saying, and I. And I think there yeah. was like a general vibe back when you were serving food, but I think it was also. I don't know. I. I don't want to overgeneralize with that. I just remember be, thinking. Like I, I saw people who were dating and I remember thinking, oh, that's so cool. They get to date. They're at work. And then it went bad. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. This is a bad idea. This is, I mean, again, this is how people pay their rent. So like, eh, just, you know, maybe, maybe don't mix those two things in. Yes. Do you have more to say, Joe? Oh, uh, for food wise, uh, 
I, I think it like depends on the people. Like, what do you like? What does she like? What do they like? Like, I think that kind of dictates it. You, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I don't know that I've ever thought this like in depth about it, but. Well, what's everybody's opinion on like the whole first date having a meal? Because I sometimes think that's a little bit uh, of a commitment, you know? I don't mind it because I do think that if you're serious about something, like, look, if you're like, this person is really cool, I want to spend time with them, I do think you should commit. And I don't mind committing to a dinner. And I, But I don't think it needs to be like the French laundry. I think no. you go, hey, let's go out on – it doesn't even have to be, in my opinion, a Friday or a Saturday night because that's like, wow, you're really asking a lot of me, buddy. <laughs> we just met. <laughs> um, I think it could be a Wednesday or a Thursday. You could do a meal. You could do a comedy show. There's all sorts of things. You can go to – I mean, movie I would say stay away from because to me that seems very, like a young, a young thing. But I would say pick a place that's fun. I, and it doesn't have to be the, the most expensive place. It doesn't have to be the the you know the nicest place where everybody has to, just something that's a fun vibe where you two can talk, not like a crazy this is bumping music back and forth, but like I'm thinking like a craft cocktail slash bowling alley or like a or Dude. the axe throwing place, you know, something that's like silly and 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 like this is so ridiculous that it deflates any sort of tension whatsoever. Mini golf, yes, the mini golf is first so date. fun. And I, I've never like I've mini golfed in like little ways before, but like I, I've never actually like done the whole thing until fairly recently. And it was uh, two people I know, and essentially it was their first date, and me and Gia went with them. And that is something you shouldn't do. Go to mini golf <laughs> on a first date, just the two of you, and you're gonna have mm -hmm. a great time. Don't turn it into a group activity because like what makes it special is there's that like friendly competition to it, right? And it's also a thing where it's like it's funny when you're bad or it's cool when you're good. Like there's no losing at mini golf. Uh, but when the group gets too big, it, it you that that the magic kind of goes away, and then I just end up looking really fucking cool. You know what I mean? No, oh, yeah. When you start <laughs> That's what happened here. Friends. <laughs> here's what I, here's what, here's a perfect example of a great first date, right? If you want to do a big group date, find a screening of Fifty Shades of Grey. Bring your friend Nick, make him sit three rows behind you and eat two hot dogs without buns the entire time. And then yep. ten years later, ten years later, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of somewhere between Tim and Cooper, where I think if you don't know the person, committing to like a full dinner is like, ugh. I feel like is a lot where it's so like, I think within like a 20 minute time period, you're going to know whether or not this is a yay or a nay. And then if you're stuck there for an hour and a half, you're like, Oh, so what do you great. think? Just cocktails, like cocktails at a fun mini golf place or cocktails. Yeah. At a, at I think, a... I think an open ended first date where if you are feeling it, then you have options of things to do after is good. Yeah. But I also am a big fan of dates as activities where they're interactive. Cause then I feel like you're not like, so if you're, if you can do something, then you're not like as stuck in your head about getting stressed out or overthinking your responses to things and all of that stuff. Right. Cause you have that moment every time with the first date where like this, like you in the back of your brain, like this is going South and you're like, Oh, the waiter hasn't <laughs> even taken our order yet. Yeah. <laughs> and you like look at your watch and then you see them looking at their oh, watch. You're no. like, Oh, this is bad. I'll never forget. I think I've told this story before. This is way before I dated D, but I went on a first date with someone I don't even know how we met. I think we met at a bar. And I was like, we should go out, yada, yada. And I, I, we went out, and within five minutes, it was very obvious that neither of us had any interest in the other person. And I'll never forget, we ate as fast as humanly possible. And afterward, we walked out, and I was just like, do you want to go get a drink? And she was like, do you? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And she goes, I don't either. And I was like, can we just go home? Like, can I just go home? She's like, yeah, let's just, let's just go our separate ways. And I was like... It's been, it's been a, I, I gotta go. She's like, I gotta go too. That was it. It was such a weird, it was a, such a weird, raw, real moment where I was like, this is what adulting must be, where you just have to be honest with the person across from you so as not to waste their time or your time anymore. It was good. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so so we yeah, covered... we didn't help any. You didn't answer. Any... Yeah. No. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. No, I think we did. Listen, yeah. if, if you, if you, yeah, if you're going to take this person out, take them out to a fun, uh, if mini golf is fun, a fun restaurant, or if you want to keep it super low key, just a cocktail thing. Find a nice bar that has good craft cocktails, something that's good, and you both can meet up there after work or something or on a, on a, on a day and uh, hang out for a few minutes, have a cocktail, and see if there's anything there. And Even if not, like a brewery, I think, could be fun, too, when you yeah. get, like, flights and you can do, like, tastings, stuff like that. No, I think that's, like, this a is brewery thing. that we're this, – this, 
does this hypothetical brewery have nachos? Uh, yeah, it does. Can you make those nachos out of tater tots? Uh, no, that's Oof. the that's the hard line. Just Joey, I'm sorry. Nachos. I'm gonna end this date right here. <laughs> tachos are a must, everyone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. I love, that's Nick, I love right. you so much. I just, I've seen Nick's doing that thing now. He's just talking about like the looking at the watch show. He knows he's like, oh, we should probably go a little longer, but I don't have anything to say right now. <laughs> is that what's well, happening? I mean, yeah, it's exactly what's happening. We're 53 minutes in. I'm like, this is, mm-hmm. it's, we're just in that weird soft spot where I'm like, that was a nice lull in the conversation. I could wrap it up and go into the post show. No, let's do or one we more, baby. more. Now you want to do another here. question? Yeah. yeah. Damn it, I got to find one. Okay. Tim Vamp, talk about tap dancing. Cooper, give us a question. What is a question you want to ask for us to discuss? don't overthink this what's the what questions in your mind right now yeah do you guys have any stories involving crows because a crow just hit my window right now and that's I do, in actually. my mind i do i do as well i also Thank have a crow story first. let's all tell a crow story okay we're gonna tell crow stories uh sure i mean mine's less of a crow story more of everyone should watch the sandman it's a really good show on netflix and at one point there's a raven in it that gets mistaken for a crow and he's like i'm not it's Patton oswald and he's like i'm not a crow i'm a raven there's a big difference and i'm like i can't tell the difference but i want everyone i don't to think watch i knew that they I think it's very good we're different totally there's so man there's so many comments in your guys videos about sandman by the way everyone's about, like why are they not talking about sandman exactly guys and i'll be the so first person to tell you i we, I'm you're welcome about sandman. <laughs> we watch did sandman it's really good watch game of Thrones. it's really good tim what's your crow story so i've told this story before on shows, but uh, when we were little in San Francisco, there ebbs and flows of bird problems every couple of years where there'll be like, like birds fucking like flock here for the winter or some shit. I don't know how it works, but there's like birds and then sometimes <laughs> they get angry and like some, sometimes their houses are like fucking like getting like knocked down by uh, gentrification and stuff. You know, it's like a whole thing. Uh, but <laughs> When we were little, I remember that there was a couple really bad bird seasons where birds were just straight up attacking people. Now, this gets extra scary growing up in San Francisco because of the Alfred Hitchcock movie, The, the Birds, birds. Uh, which was a birds horror movie that took place in San Francisco. So I was Bodega born Bay. and raised Bodega here. Uh, sorry, what? Close Bodega enough. Bay. Bodega Bay. But it's close yeah, yeah well, the, the areas, right? The so area. uh, I exactly. And I, I remember being a kid, like, you know, going up to the top north to Marin and stuff. And then my mom showed me that movie. I'm like, why the fuck would you show me this movie? I'm five years old, terrified of these birds. Anyways, uh, a couple years later, we're at uh, Mountain Lake Park, this iconic playground near my old house. And um, my brother, you cool Greg, used to have um really curly big hair. I mean, he kind of does now still, still when he does, like yeah. lets it go. Like, so imagine cool Greg's like crazy hair but on a tiny little cool Greg, right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. these displaced birds got so upset and they would fly they thought his head was a nest yeah and like these crows oh, would come down and it was the most terrifying thing ever because we're just fucking living the birds and i, I don't know I, I don't know what that taught me but it taught me not to trust somebody you know um mm-hmm. but it was terrifying birds. and like i have many many it's not it wasn't even just one day this happened like throughout our lives because there's again these bird seasons uh but i'll never forget <laughs> this one time at the at the playground of these multiple birds just running after my brother and me and a group of my friends like pretty much having to like treat him like the president you know it was terrifying dang okay Joey, any crow stories? I have no bird <laughs> stories. I have no traumatic. Man, I thought you lived your instance. life, Joey. You need to get out there. No. And yeah, apparently I spent too much time in the suburbs. No traumatic bird stories. Okay. Uh, Cooper, we'll close this. Wait, dude, is, is, your, is the bird alive? I don't know. It's gone. But I do have, <laughs> I do have one crow story. Ooh, if, if you will crow indulge. Sharon, Sharon. So this happened last, this happened last uh, year. I'm walking around. Uh, the streets of Vancouver, I feel something hit like the, the back of my head. And it feels like uh, like someone just tossed a tennis ball at the back of my head. And I, I look around expecting to see like a friend of mine just standing near me for some reason throwing tennis balls at me. I don't know why. I just, I'm like, what else would it be? I look down and there's a dead crow at my feet. Oh, now, omen. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. So I look down and uh, it's like chest is just like ripped open and I get filled with just 
utter dread and fear just from seeing this dead body. I look up and see just tons of like crazy crows like flapping around in the tree above me. And so I, I just, I literally ran because I was afraid of this corpse for some reason. <laughs> and then when I got to the end of the block, I was just trying to like piece it all together. And I was like, what could have happened here? Like this bird, this, it was definitely the dead body that hit my, hit me in the head. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, what yeah, were they yeah. doing? Were they, were they like, cause like it wasn't hard enough that that caused the body to rip open. So were they like eating their own friend and then like dropped it on me as a prank? I don't know what was going on, but, uh, that's my crow story. I don't, wow. Unsolved mystery, I'll say. Yeah, definitely, man. That is that's fucked up because the narratives that's... you start building in your head of like what yeah. what could have happened, man. Was that was, was it, he was like it... a traitor crow? Or... I know, right? Oh, do they like God. do weird things to their in crow funerals? I don't know. What's, maybe uh... it was like one of those. You know, crows are always a part of like witch shit. So maybe mm. it was like a sacrifice, like a Salem witch. Thing. Yeah, mm. Mm, like a Stephen King thing. Uh, more more than likely, uh, it was just the devil. <laughs> just the devil. <laughs> cursing you <laughs> and that's how it's gonna go uh ladies and gentlemen that's been the kind of funny podcast ending with a banger of a crow story from uh from cooper there uh let us know what you thought about this episode let us know what your uh, what your perfect first date is uh and let us know uh actually come by what i want you to do is go watch bulletproof come back let us know what you thought about it in the comments the comments below if you're watching this when it's uh in, in a few weeks or a month from now when it's out on streaming services remember venmo cooper uh five dollars give me 50 cents on top of that as my 10 percent piracy bad timing i know you're ending right now but can you care. also go can you go wish list my game on steam if you uh like video games uh, maybe you do i gotta i'm making a video game called billy saves the world go to steam right now wish list it it's a fun Sick. platformer sure that sounds fun everyone go wishlist that when, when do we have any release date or any, any next year people. sometime next year sometime okay. i'm just trying to build up as many wish lists as possible because i don't want to release and and just disappear within a no. second that's awesome i'll do that right now yeah. actually when i get off that's that's super cool congratulations on that now well now i want to talk about that for a little bit more but guess what ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we're gonna do that in the post show that starts after i finish this sentence